This is episode 472 for July 2017, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. And that song is by the Ramones. It's called Blitz Creek Bop, and you heard it in the Spider-Man Homecoming movie. And the Ramones have done a great cover of the 1960s uh, Spider-Man song, and if you haven't heard that, that's great. It's one of the most well-known, I think, covers of the 60s song. Before we get to our reviews, I want to give you a couple heads up. Uh, if you'd like to support this podcast, you enjoy what you're listening to, you enjoy our, our homepage, uh, support us through Patreon. Several people have done it, and they help pay the bills each and every month. Uh, so let me give a thanks to Brian, Craig, Christopher, Andrew, John, Stephen, Michael, Frederico, and Michael R., and Daryl for supporting us uh, each and every month. I appreciate that. Also, we uh, another way to support the site is through on our front page. There is a PayPal pot on the right-hand side. There's a button that uh, you can click and drop a few dollars in. And I'd like to give a heads-up thank you to Alexander for doing that this month. Also, um, on Patreon, we have a goal. If you reach the $300 goal, uh, the crew is going to do a DVD commentary of the Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie. We'll put the movie in, we'll watch it together. It'll be like a... a, a, bonus feature, if you will, of us doing commentary of Amazing Spider-Man 2. So that's our first goal of Patreon. So uh, if you want to hear that, it would be an exclusive podcast for Patreon members. And I think that would be a really funny one to hear. Uh, Also, check out our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash Spider-Man Crawlspace. Also, be sure to like us. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Spider-Man Crawlspace. You can find us there and all over the internet. All right, let's get on with some reviews. Hey, Crawlspacers, welcome to our review episode. We're going to do two ASM issues and a bunch of satellites. Let's introduce the panel. We've got Zach. What's going on, sir? Oh, I'm doing good. I think I've got the most satellites tonight. You do. You have a lot of issues you're going to tackle. We've got Mike. Mike, you ready to review? I've got my uh, Doc Ock sunglasses just for the occasion. <laughs> we got George. What's going on, sir? Uh, uh. All right. <laughs> it's almost like the last George time. George needs a hug. I, 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 need to go, I need to go buy him some Phoenix. I need, I need time. I need for homecoming to be gone for a couple of months. I think I'll be. I think I'll be. All right. We've got JR. What's going on, JR? Oh, you know, just, you know, hanging out with some father, father, son time, you know, with the boy here. <laughs> We've, and Spencer uh, recorded the last episode with us. He's sticking around to listen to his dad talk about Norman Osborne. Welcome, Spencer. Uh, hi, uh, nice being here. He's actually, he's actually staying down here because he doesn't want to go upstairs because that's where his mother is. Yeah. <laughs> Spencer can witness firsthand the way Jr. phones in reviews. This is oh, going to be family. This ought to be funny. Mm-hmm. We're going to be tackling uh, ASM Volume Four, Number Twenty Eight. On the cover, it says, no gadgets, no powers, no holds barred, Peter versus Norman. So we're going to give this one to George. No, I'm just kidding. JR, you're our goblin expert. Take me through this review. All right. Well, uh, okay, here we are, issue number 28, the the last part of Norman's second stupidest scheme ever. Um, (laughs) You know? Yep. 
the, stu- the stupidest one being the uh, the whole DNA bomb thing or whatever that he stole from the jackal at the during the final chapter or whatever. But so you know, Norman wants to set off a rocket and turn everybody into smimicaria in the goblins. For what reason? I've no effing idea. These people were building his weapons that he was selling around the world. Now he wants to turn him into goblins. That doesn't make a rat's worth of sense. But anyway, uh, so anyway, so, you know, they, they see this rocket go off. Of course, Silver Sable is there because Spider-Man can't handle his greatest enemy by himself. You know, he has to have the spider friends around him. And, you know, so, you know, and he can't he can't dismantle Norman's rocket himself. So he sends uh, Mockingbird, who's supposed to be a super scientist, to disarm the bomb. OK. Uh, and, um, you know, so Silver, you know, since this is uh, Spider-Man's comic book, uh, Silver Sable leads the charge into the castle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, like if you if you, if, you know, if you thought Tony Stark be starring in a Spider-Man movie was bad, you know, you have Silver Sable leading the charge against Spider-Man's most hated enemy, you know. So anyway, uh, so in the, anyway, so anyway, they're going after Norman and his new squeeze, Countess Chekhov. Uh, so anyway, so Sam, Samuel L. Fury calls in and, and stuff like that. And he and, uh, you know, he and Mockingbird argue. And then uh, uh, Spider-Man and Silver Sable, uh, uh, you know, burst in on Countess Chekhov. And then, you know, we get the real reason that I bought this issue was not to see Norman and Spider-Man fight. The real reason I bought the issue was to see Silver Sable and Countess Chekhov in a sword fight. Yeah, there you go. The, the final clang, part, clang, clang. The, the, the final part of of a four part story between Spider Man and Norman Osborn, and we have to have this. A year you know, ago, Jr. would have bought the issue just to get a full page ad of uh, Agent Carter. <laughs> that would have been the best part about it. Yes. In fact, there's no. The, I, I sad to say, there are no pictures of Haley Atwell in this comic. I know, um, man. So Spider Man decides to go after Norman. You know. And he chases after him and he says, oh, my God, what happened to your face? Your, your face look about as bad as Ben Riley's when he's desiccating. Wow. Norman says, no, you're not going to upset me with that Spider-Man because there's no way, even though, even though it looks like I had an iron pressed against my face, there's no <laughs> way I look, there's no way I look that bad <laughs> <laughs> or am that sorry of a character. Oh, that's funny. Well, thanks, it, JR. So anyway, the YouTube my, channels say JR for the win. JR for the win. My, 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 my pleasure, Zach. Um, so Norman throws a gas bomb. Norman throws, you know, Norman has gas, throws it at Spider-Man and <laughs> a gas bomb. Don't, don't forget the bomb part. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. He has gas. <laughs> yeah. And then, and w- w- what this does. So what he does, you know, he also uh, sends out electromagnetic pulse, which uh, disarms the whole Spider-Man AI techno suit, which, mm-hmm. you know, actually we could have used in Spider-Man homecoming. Uh, but, but what happens is this bomb takes away Spider-Man's powers temporarily. So Norman and Spider-Man can fight, you know, mono e mono, 
since Norman doesn't have his powers because Dan Slott stupidly removed them during that stupid story, Goblin Nation, when he stupidly decided to have Norman want to look like Abraham from The Walking Dead. But that's uh, (laughs) (laughs) again. How how stupid was it there, Jr.? Very stupid. stupid. I, I I just wanted to hear you say stupid again. Stupid. <laughs> um, but, Norman, but Norman says, you know, I was minding my own business. I was over here in Mimkaria, you know, in this, you know, uh, you know, in, in the, you know, or the, in one of those nations where Donald Trump's not going to let people immigrate to anymore or whatever. And, oh, you know, so, so I was minding my own business. I was there is no Eastern European country that is on the, 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 the travel ban list, sir. <laughs> Yeah. I know, but I just wanted to throw that. You are fake news, yes. Jr. <laughs> Jr.'s fake news. <laughs> Jr.'s fake news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you know. Now, are, would you? Are you guys accusing me of making shit up again? The yes. YouTubers have said it several Pretty times much, in the yeah. chat too. You're making. Yeah. <laughs> well, the stuff you make up is actually sometimes better than the, what's actually in the comic. So. So, Norman is wondering, you know, why? I mean, I was busy, you know, Norman's saying, look, I'm busy screwing the Countess Chekhov, you know, minding my own business, you know, make, making these people work hard or what. I'm not bothering you. What did I ever do to you? And of course, you know, we get Spider Man flashing back to, you know, Gwen dying in his arms. And so, you know, he and Norman crash through a window and, and fall into the snow. And, then we go back to, you know, Mockingbird trying to save the country from, you know, being hit by a goblin bomb. Go back to Silver Sable fighting Countess Chekhov again, which, yeah, that's what I paid my money at three ninety nine to see. <sighs> Spider-Man and Norman fight in the snow. You know, they, you know, exchanged typical superhero, supervillain BS. Uh, then Norman realizes that, uh, you know, his bomb's not going to go off and... You know, he, he and Spider-Man, you know, uh, exchange fisticuffs again. Poor Countess Chekhov. She get you know, this whole thing, she gets she gets set up for this, this sword fight with Sable Sable. Sable Sable. And um, she gets a little scratch. And that's supposed to be ironic. You know, we're supposed to feel irony. Oh, she was going to allow her whole nation of people to be turned into goblins. Uh, but she can't take a scratch on her face. You know, how ironic. Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, stupid uh anyway so then you know <laughs> spider-man's spider-man's distracted because shield shows up uh and then norman uses that to make his getaway Sa- samuel air fury comes down and even though okay you know again this is the whole thing about how how stupid this this whole thing is you know where you know fury says well i'm done with you and i'm done with parker industries because you overthrew a foreign government no no, the whole point of the thing is we have an American citizen who's come in and mm-hmm. assisted in the takeover of a foreign government. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think Countess Chekhov was a legitimate heir to anything, was she? I, I don't know. Yeah. But but Norman, I mean, basically, really. basically, you've got a foreign national or an American citizen who's come over and helped overthrow a foreign country is in a position of power. And he doesn't, you know, that is of no concern to them, mm-hmm. um, which I don't get. So we have some feel-good scenes with Aunt May and Harry and the Uncle Ben Foundation, blah, 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 blah. Touchy-feely crap. And we go back to Norman. Is this how he talks in church? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who says he goes to church? Uh, and then Jesus I, I, came I, I, back from the dead, blah, 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 touchy-feely crap. <laughs> 
Yeah. Love thy neighbors, you love thyself, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thrust, thrust your hand into my side, blah, blah, blah. So, <laughs> feel the, I know it all, guys. Fundamentalist for 40 years. Um, so anyway, Norman's thinking, you know what? I can't beat Spider-Man on my own. I have to become the Green Goblin again, which is stupid in a whole bunch of different ways. It's yeah. like, basically, I have to be crazy to beat Spider-Man. The thing is, Norman's crazy no matter what, but that's going to mm-hmm. get... We're going to get into pros and cons and stuff like that. But yeah. so Norman says, I've got to be the green goblin again. The end. I give this a C minus. Yeah. You, you know, know what I, I thought, just, you know what I thought was funny as laughing. I read it, you know, it, we were just, I was, I was like, ho-hum at the issue. And then I look at the last page and even the dog said, I mean, look at that. <laughs> the dog has just got like a sad look. What did I just read? <laughs> Oh, uh, read the name on that picture, Brad. Uh, for, oh, dog. Forgive uh, something. John Crutchfield Jr. He's a uh, commenter on our Facebook page sometimes. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, that's neat. So what, he's the a dog? crawl spacer. Okay. <laughs> the, the dog. No, the dog's owner, JR. Yeah, the dog. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. The dog has Wi-Fi just, in his I, doghouse. Uh, George, you just outed that guy. Now, now, forever and ever. Um, he posts Dance in public longer. on a public page. He, he's outed himself already. Hornacek yeah, says but, two paws down. The dog's review. <laughs> uh, uh, well, my point is, is now that he knows that he, that guy's a crawl spacer, he's just going to sit there. Uh, Dan Slott's going to hunt him down and start attacking him for reasons. Oh, oh, that matter. He's already got his dog's picture in there and his name in the thing. He's already, yeah, he's already said he's already, he's, he's immortal let's, now. Let's get back to the pro. Let's, oh, actually, let's go around for the grades. You gave that a what? A C minus, Jr. C minus. Yep. Uh, George. I get it with D. Mike. D plus. Oh, wow. Zach. D minus. Wow. C out of me. And Spencer, I don't think you you read it, did you? No, I, I, okay. I, I read it. I know what's going on. So, yeah. Oh, what, what would your grade be if you read it? Uh, C minus. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, JR, what did you like in the issue? <laughs> <laughs> what made the, it not the, the only thing that I really remotely liked is it's, it's always good to see Spider-Man and Norman Osborn in a knockdown, knuckle-busting drag-out because these guys just, it's always personal. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys, these guys hate each other. They would hate each other even if they weren't superhero and supervillain because their yeah. their life perspective is so different. Neither one of them, I mean, Norman can't understand but this also gets into my con. My con is mm-hmm. this should have been a fight between Norman Osborn and Peter Parker, not yes. Norman Osborn and Spider-Man. Yep. The, the whole thing about Norman not knowing who Spider-Man is, is you've heard me complain about it for 10 years now. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. You know, mm-hmm. just be, you know, Tom Brevoort says, Oh, it doesn't make any sense. No, geez, fuck, you know? yeah. <laughs> uh, but so, so it, it should have, it it should have you know been between Norman and Peter, but but it's always good to see him throw down because you know it's not business, it's personal, yeah. uh, and that what that's what makes this one of the, the the best rivalries in comics. That's really the only pro I've got. Well, the mm-hmm. artwork too, I think, is a pro. That that shot of the Goblin right there is pretty good. I think I like mm-hmm. that shot. I don't like shot. Stuart Emmons' art. I mean, I really oh, you don't. don't? No, I don't. Huh? But it's again not nothing personal against the man. I it's mean, it's all art, subjective. Yeah. Yeah, art is art is subjective. Yeah. Know? Okay, pros out of uh, anybody else. 
I liked when uh, Peter Parker was doing his Killer Croc impersonation by throwing him using the rock. <laughs> or he's basically beating, where he's basically beating Norman with the rock thing. I mean, I agree with JR. That was actually where it actually got visceral. But again, it kind of goes into a similar contrary that, that I do have, especially with the uh, flashback of Gwen Stacy thing. And also, but, but yeah, that was pretty much it for me too. I, um, I didn't, I didn't mind. I, I think there wasn't uh, as much uh, of a fight. I would have done away with the mockingbird and the silver sable aspect of it because I wanted a full issue of Norman versus Peter, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't mind. Yeah. I, I didn't mind the, uh, the leveling of the powers if, if, uh, and, and mm-hmm. Norman, uh, tricking him with, uh, uh, superpower to take away gas or whatever it's called. Well, the, well, in fairness, the gas thing he has used, he had, exactly. Like they, they, I thought, they have actually made a reference, but not to on that. himself, not to the <laughs> yeah. power himself. Well, he didn't have yeah. any powers. He, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, Norman's Norm- been depowered. He's been depowered, so that's why he leveled he's the power. So he's using, yeah. so he's using the gas on Spider-Man that he used before, yeah. where he's basically that it was supposed initially supposed to depower Spider-Man. Have, fire sense. He loses powers. Goblination. Oh, Spider-Man. Goblination. At the end of Goblination, when he was the truck driver, he didn't have his powers anymore. No, Spider-Man no. took him away. Yeah, yeah, he got. Remember all those little nanobot things from Doc Ox that basically injected him with like the anti-goblin serum. So Norman, no, I don't no remember that because any. it was it was years ago now, and, and frankly, yeah. I, I don't reread those things. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't miss anything. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's when he wanted. Yeah, I said that's when he wanted to look like Abraham. But uh, yeah, oh, okay, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was my pro. I mean that that <laughs> that was better for me than I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, though, the promotion said that neither man, both both of these men, will be changed forever. Neither will be the same. Nothing changed. Changed at all. Nothing no. at all. No, nothing changed. I, I had hoped that this would be Norman re- rediscovering that Peter was Spider Man. Mm-hmm. That's what I was hoping mm-hmm. for, and that would be the thing that changed, you know. But no, we didn't get that either. Yeah. So. No. Yeah. Uh, any other pros before we go to cons? I like the artwork. I like Stuart Emmerman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Artwork's good. JR's a monster. <laughs> what uh, I'm going to ask the, the YouTubers watching us now if they have any pros. Let's see what they've said. <clears throat> Zach, did you have any pros? You went really low. on It was a D out of you, I think. Uh, the, the artwork is pretty much the only pro I've got. I've got a lot to say about cons. about at dinner. It uh, it uh, Michael Reed. It didn't insult my intelligence. Was a pro. Uh, Where X Wolf said I stopped caring. Much happier this way as a pro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hornetech's the story said the story arc is over as a pro. Oh yeah. Well, that, see, that, that's never a pro because it means another one's about to start. Yeah. 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 That's. Funny. Yeah. I I I like that thing that uh, uh, Hornetech said earlier about. Uh, Spencer smiled when Jr. talked about complaining about not Norman not knowing Spidey's identity. I think this is something that Jr. rants at at dinner. I think that's hysterical. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Does he ever yeah. just randomly talk Goblin at dinner? Uh, not randomly. Like usually, like like uh, we ever like bring up a conversation about something that's happening. And, like we talk about, it and then like he goes into his opinion <laughs> and stuff. Uh, the pro from Kalen two sixty eight slot is getting replaced sooner than later. Hopefully, is what they said. Pro, I didn't read it nor nor buy it. Holy Hamels says, and and the pro is Gr got to do a recap of it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Enigma. Yeah, there you go. Always okay. nice to have a fan. We do. Yep. 
Uh, let's go on to the cons of the issue. JR, what's your cons of it? Oh, how do I start? Again, you know, uh, uh, this whole Spider-Man bringing other people into the, this battle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and really Spider-Man doesn't save the day. He doesn't do anything. He just fights Norman. He doesn't yep. stop the bomb. He doesn't defuse anything. You know, I mean, yeah, we he fights Norman. We wanted him to fight Norman, but Norman's really not doing anything anymore. I mean, you know, I mean, the the, the big thing was the, the the bomb, and our you know our hero didn't do anything about that. He you know he had his uh, would be girlfriend you know go do it for him. You know, <laughs> he let uh, the he let Norman get away just like he let the burglar get away. Even Aunt May saves the day when she shows up with supplies to help the refugees. Aunt May. Yeah. Yeah. What the? But but I've also said, you know, the fight should have been between Norman and Peter. Uh, You know, Silver Sable. Who cared? This was not Silver Sable's story. Um, and, and here's the thing I have. And then when Norman decides he has to be crazy to, to be, see, I've never, I think that is lazy, Mm -hmm. weak writing. Norman's crazy. Regardless, Norman Mm -hmm. is evil. He's a narcissist. He's a psychopath. He doesn't, the goblin formula just makes him worse. It just, Mm -hmm. it it doesn't make him crazy. It doesn't make him a bad guy. It's, Mm -hmm. it just makes him worse. And this whole crutch that ever that that writers persist in is that he needs the goblin formula or the goblin formula makes him crazy it is like I said, it's just, it's weak and it's lazy writing and I'm, I'm tired of it. Especially since he sounded crazy without, you know, if he's supposedly saying he just sounds just as crazy without the goblin formula in this thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look at, look at what going... the guy's been doing all that. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's not, I mean, but he's still Norman Osborn. There's nothing Mm-hmm. differentiating between now and the goblin when he has the goblin formula and mm-hmm. which is the way it should be really but right. the, the writers keep acting like there's something different and mm-hmm. i'm you know i i just think that's uh i i it's it's very tiring and it, it just like i said it's very poor writing mm-hmm. what uh may i point out that we've seen a story where where the fight was about peter parker and norman osborne visual aid yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. this this is the story that we wish we would have gotten modern day because we haven't mm-hmm. seen that type of that type of rivalry between these two since no. Spider-Man 75. Well, and, and that's what and, yeah, and that's what kind of annoyed me about the whole Gwen thing is like it's like what did I ever do to you? And it's like he's that's not like a, a sarcastic comment. He literally doesn't know because he does no longer knows that Peter is Spider-Man, so he's like doesn't have that so you don't have that personal connection or history involved. Like Jared I wish was I saying. could I wish I could ask the question to the character of Norman as he is right now. Okay, do you remember why you uh bought a 50% stake in the Daily Bugle? Do you remember mm-hmm. why you uh had uh, you, you committed infanticide with uh, Peter Parker's daughter? Uh mm-hmm. do you remember why I mean all the other all the do you remember why you kidnapped Peter Parker's aunt? Mm-hmm. You mean, remember that guy that you yeah. killed? And he turned into a bag of flour. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Uh, which, uh, ironically enough, the uh, the sugar that I have to put on my dog's wound actually kind of looks like flour, and his name's Benji, so that's kind of funny. Anyway. Mm. Um, Oh my gosh! No, I, I, did, wait, I mean, did you name him after the clone, or did you name him after the dog in Petticoat Junction? Both. I, he wasn't arri- he wasn't alive when Petticoat Junction was on JR. <laughs> I saw it on reruns. Oh man. 
JR, I think you were the only one alive when Petticoat Junction came. No, out. You know what Petticoat Junction was? I don't know. <laughs> I know what it is, but it was before my time. Oh, that's funny. Uh, let's hear some other cons. Anything else, gang? Um, the fact that we had not one, mm-hmm. but two fights get re- two things plots get resolved off panel. The Silver Sable fight and the whole rocket. Yeah, the thing. Silver Sable fight was just over. On the one uh, one minute they're fighting, and the next minute she's like, "I've beaten you," and I'm like, "Okay, slot, whatever." <laughs> yeah. uh, this is this is this is a greater point that I'll make about slots writing. Everything is the plot above all else. Mm-hmm. The, the the plot mm-hmm. is driving this bus. The characters don't drive this bus, and mm-hmm. it's been a, it's been a con- we all want to get off not to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I try not to bring this up every time, but it is it is absolutely one hundred percent what is what is wrong with Spider Man right now. It, mm-hmm. It's it's whatever slot wants it to be, and it's not what the characters dictate. Even if he would use the plots to dictate some of these things with the characters, it, it's like he can't pace issues at all. This is mm-hmm. he can't. He absolutely he, cannot. No, he, he is incapable of pacing. Yep. Uh, anything consistently, at least with Bendis, there's a consistent pace. Good, mm-hmm. bad, and different. There's a consistent pace. With, with oh, hey, I'm going to cram as much as I can in the, in the front end, but it, when we get to the back end to resolve it, it, it falls flat on its face every oh, time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And whether it be a meta arc like Superior or a, a small arc like this, the, the, that's why when people ask, why do you hate slots writing so much? This is why. Mm-hmm. We've seen it with the last 20 or so stories yes. that Slot has written. It's like we, we want to set all this stuff up, all this stuff up, and build all the, do all this world building and, and, and making this big, giant plot, and the there's plot no collapses. Yeah, there's no foundation to the building. No. Well, yeah, and, there's no well, – there, well, the it's plot like, collapses on its own way. It's he like can't he res- can't – it's like you can't – like, for instance, going back to like if you go to Alec Baldwin and Glenn Glary Glenn Ross, he's like the part where he says always be closing. Yeah, he doesn't quite – yeah, I don't think he needs to listen to that speech a little bit more times, like about always be closing, always be closing, Maybe and he can't quite – yeah. What? We are getting a subplot that was started in 2012. 12, yeah. Oh, 2012 what? being resolved now. With, with Sable dying. That's good. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Again, this guy, he wants to set all this crap up, and then we, we never get any resolution. Mm-hmm. You have to, to me, there needs to be some clean breaks. And, and even with Superior, there was not a clean resolution. That was messy. Mm-hmm. That was messy as all get out. And yep. continually, we see this, this just terrible execution. It's like mm-hmm. he wrote one great story, but it was one of those things that set out of continuity. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Spider-Man: Human Torch, and it's like he he hasn't recovered. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't we we have uh, we've reached peak slot. I, I, I'm 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 dropping it. I'm George, dropping the mic right now. Mm-hmm. George, George, yeah. what's some of your cons? I've already gone over a lot of my cons. Okay, I, I thought you might have had some. <clears throat> no. Anybody else have any cons that we haven't mentioned? Oh, I mean, I got some cons. Right oh, here. go ahead. Oh, oh, all right. <laughs> Whoa, oh. here we go. Uh, I agree with, uh, it's like Slot, with his writing, it's like he cares more about the plot itself than actually doing development on the characters. He's like, yeah. oh, well, I'm, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to have Silver Sable and this chick that no one cares about fight. Why? Because that would be cool, right? Well, what does it do with the characters? Nothing! Nothing! Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's yeah. stupid. I mean, like, 
I I do like Spider-Man and Norman fighting. I love seeing that. Two classic characters going at it. It's like, but it's like Slot's trying to like in like it's like he's taking influence, but a little too much influence to like Peter Parker's Pythagoras Spider-Man seventy-five when they have that big class. It's like it's like mm-hmm. I look at him like I see a little too much that you're pulling there. And it's, mm-hmm. I I. I I, I, that's why I read Spectacular Spider-Man now. I'm tired of Slot and mm-hmm. I, I can't do it. <laughs> JR is swelling with pride right now. Look at <laughs> <laughs> That's the boy. <laughs> yeah, but then again, but see, but then again, he also buys DC stuff. So, <laughs> and in fact, in fact, I, when he wanted, when uh, he had a request uh, for a calendar for his room a few years ago, he wanted a cool DC calendar. And I said, Spencer, those things don't exist. Uh, <laughs> That's like unicorns. <laughs> Spencer, what DC are you reading? Uh, I'm like focused right now on like rebirth stuff, like um, uh, Superman, um, uh, Batman, both Detective Comics and regular Batman, um, Flash, and Justice League. Those are the. Mm-hmm. Those what are what what Marvel are you reading? Um. Well, I'm not. Well, I'm not doing the Amazing Spider-Man anymore. Uh, <laughs> Don't blame I'm, you. Uh, I'm doing um, uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's just Spencer. You can't come back on anymore. <laughs> yeah, you can. I'm tro- I mean, I'm trudging through Secret Empire. Um, oh man, that's rough. Uh, that's he rough. Is. Everybody's uh, starting to do that part. You know, uh, Chip Zdarsky's uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. Right. Um, Renew Your Vows uh, and Spider-Man Deadpool. Oh, cool. Since we've brought up DC, uh, DC should at least get props for listening to their fans and bringing back the Clark and Lois marriage. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, here's the thing. DC didn't just you know bring stuff back that people asked for. DC came out and said, hey, we screwed up. Sorry. Yeah. That's something Marvel won't do. Marvel's incapable of it. You have people in charge there like Alonzo and Brever. They would rather fall over dead than ever admit they did something wrong. Enigma wants to know from Spencer how DC is treating the super marriage. Oh, they're doing that how they should. Like It's actually like people mm-hmm. are actually married. They're acting like a family. They're, it's actually really – it's like how – it's, it's kind of like renew your vows, like Spider-Man and like Mary Jane being married. Like you're like, oh, these people are a couple and they're mature. Kind of like your mother and myself. <laughs> what, what would your what would your hero name be, Jr. If you if you if your family dressed up in tights, colonoscopy man, colonoscopy man. <laughs> Mr. Colonoscopy, yeah, there we go. <laughs> MC, your MC. <laughs> oh, let's see. Uh, I, okay, I think we're good for that issue. Anybody else in thoughts? Okay, let's uh, tackle ASM number twenty-nine. Yes, the, and good Mike's boy. got that issue. Take me through it, Mike. Okay, well, the issue is uh, written by Dan Slott, and of course. And um, it's art by a Stuart Eminem again, and it's also a Secret Empire tie-in. Uh, uh, on that one. Yeah. Inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, actually, it's so it's but well. So we start off basically taking place after the last arc, and it's you know Peter is with Anna Marie, and Anna Marie is trying to tell him like, hey, okay, 
They're at like a British, they're at the BBC. Well, they don't call it the BBC, but it might as well be the BBC. But she's basically telling them, okay, we got we to gotta basically try to uh, fix this situation here that we have with Simkari and stuff like that because we're getting, cause we lost a shield contract. People are kind of wondering what's going on and like what, what, you know, why we do, why we did what we did. So then Peter goes on and the, and the reporter being the reporter that she is. It's like, so, so can you explain like your actions and everything? And Peter's actually doing a pretty good job. He's basically saying, well, what did you want for us? I mean, we, we kind of stopped, you know, we stopped, we, we used the, our little webware thing to prevent people from turning the clones into bags of flour and stuff. We stopped uh, the goblins from doing the in the country. He's like, hey, we're we're actually helping people. And then the reporter even goes, well, let's go to Simcaria and see the devastation and chaos. And they even go and they go there and Sable's like, everything's fine. See, everybody's happy. There's Aunt May doing her little, you know, Red Cross deal. Let's go live to Silver Sable and Aunt May. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like they're like, everything's fine. Well, and then it turns out that this comic is taking place right around the time of Secret Empire Zero. Now, for those who haven't, who have been fortunate not to read Secret Empire Zero, um, <laughs> basically, there the Hydra Cap is basically doing a uh, three pronged coordinator, three pronged attack in secret. So he's got the Shatari evasion coming to Earth. He's got a bunch of supervillains attacking New York, and then there's Hydra stuff and everything. And while this is all going on, Peter's like trying to get out of his seat, but Anna Marie's like telling him, no, no, like sit down. You can't leave in the middle of an interview. Like she's doing like hand signals and stuff. So then after, then the broadcast to tell Peter Pike, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to cut this short because this is too big of a news story. So they leave. So they leave. And so then Peter and Anna, they go with get in their little limo zine. And, and Anna's basically telling Peter, like, remind him, you know, you can't just be kind of jumping into the fray like this. What were you thinking about doing, trying to go to space to help the Avengers and everything? No, you got it. You still got a company to run. You still got a business. And you have responsibilities. Responsibilities, yes. There you go. What's the matter, you? Why? Why? Why (laughs) What's the matter, you? (laughs) Right. Um, Shut up, you And there's even a point where she gets, and then she gets a call from, I, a character, probably a guy, um, supposedly Aiden Blaine. Of course, you're probably thinking, who's he? It's like, that's the same actual reaction Peter has because she basically explains to him that she's the guy that she was seeing who broke up with him and yeah, blah, I barely, blah. I barely that. remember that. Uh-huh. Yeah, no one remembers him. Peter even doesn't even know who he is. And he, she even berates Peter's like, well, see, that's why you need to be more aware of what's going on in your company. Because So anyway, he gets dropped off at the London office of Parker Industries, and all of a sudden his fire sense goes off. So he says, "Oh, I better trigger my, you know, my, uh, my kind of like liquid Spider-Man armor suit thing that comes Look, on." Looks so like a sim- that. symbiote. That that panel right there looks it like does, a sim- yeah. symbiote going over his arm. Yeah, yeah, because that's like so. That's like how his armor forms. So he goes in there and he doesn't recognize any of the office workers, and he's like, "Hey, what's going on?" Stuff, and then all of a sudden, that's when they start yelling out. Hail Hydra and attack him with office supplies. Because there's even, I mean, <laughs> stapler to the spider shooter guys. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Spacer guys, they're like, they're, it's actually a pretty good panel, like the way they're all just jumping. Our reviewers liked pointing out that one guy coming at him with a stapler. Oh, I know they did. Yeah, the staple yeah. guy. Yeah, the um, staple guy. I, I'm sure there's like some pencils and everything like that, this. That could be a new super him. villain, the stapler. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's a, like, like a mystery men villain. Yeah. yeah. Who, who is the stapler? 
People are yeah, he <laughs> could he could hang out with Paul Jenkins' character typeface. Hey, typeface. Oh god. Typeface and sprinkler. Oh. No, not sprinkler, stapler. And, or the sprinkler, whatever. Sprinkler, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, do you know who Typeface's sidekick was? Who? Spellcheck. No, I'm not serious. That's what, what it was. But... Are you, are you oh, that up? I don't. I barely remember the. No, I'm serious. That's what. Oh, wow. That's what Typeface's sidekick was. His spell check. Wow. I love. I love Jenkins, but every now and then there was a dud, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but anyway, back on track. So yeah. then there's an announcement on the PA telling like, oh, okay, everyone stand down. I'm going to talk with Mr. Parker. And so Parker's like, oh, I better see. Oh, I guess so. He decides to go to the office, and that's where we get to. It is period of. Of, of of epic humiliation by Mr. Doc by Doctor Octopus, otherwise known as the Superior Doctor. And just for the occasion, I'm putting on my uh, Doc Ock glasses. Oh, nice! There you go. Part. So, um, because so Peter's like really. Oh, so it's another. So you survived. And dude, your clone thing. It says, "Oh yeah." It says, "Yes, Parker." Yes. So he's got his <laughs> new body and everything like this. And he's I, actually, I, I see the resemblance between Ock and Mike. Yeah. Yes. Because he's slimmed down now, he doesn't yeah. look like the big, you know. Well, he's yeah. a clone of Peter he Parker. Felt, his like spent. I, I can't do the the uh, the the uh, the uh, the haircut he's got the faux hawk thing, unfortunately. But oh, the that yeah, I, I that, can't that, do the faux hawk either. <laughs> it, it, yeah. reminds me, it reminds me of the haircut that that one guy had, and it turned out he had brain cancer. And then that liberal mm-hmm. show, uh tried to make fun of him, and then they had to like say, oh, yeah. We, we didn't make, mean to make fun of a cancer dude, but while we were trying to, yeah, we we're trying to, you know, push but, our agenda or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so he goes to so so Doc Ock. So then, Pierce like trying to appeal to um, Doc Ock's like good nature. Say, hey, hey, there's an attack in New York. You need to kind of. Um, I, I know there's good in you. I know you're not all bad and everything like that. And Peter and Otto's like, stop, just. Stop! You know you. Just, I I don't make yourself sound dumber than you you are right now. But he says, besides, I've got a deal for you. I want you to hand over Parker Industries and, and my diploma. Like, well, and yeah, <laughs> my diploma. He should have said my diploma too, but he didn't. Um, I and think Swatch forgotten then, that point. Actually, I don't know. We we just got a plot resolved from 2012. Yeah, but. Um, but then Peter's like, well, I'm not handing over your, my company. And Otto's like, your company? Well, your capacity for self-delusion holds no bounds. And it's like, I like that. And so that's when he goes into a, a PowerPoint presentation to point out just how wrong Peter is. First, he points out that, no, Peter did not start Parker Industries. Doc Ock did while he was in Peter's body. Second, he also confirms a kind of suspicion that we've kind of had on this podcast that yes, it was doc Ock while he was as a living brain who, who hacked into the stock market and manipulated the markets to basically elevate Peter Parker's industry stock. And that's why it Parker industries became this multi-billion dollar conglomerate business. And then he starts proceeding to where X Wolf said, I just literally noticed that Cyclops is now reviewing (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, I'm Scott Summers. I teach ethics. <laughs> Here, yes. Hold the little side of your glasses and like you beam us something. There you go. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Okay, 
But <laughs> then, um, and then, so then as Doc Ock proceeds to say like, oh my, uh, and also Parker Industries is used all my inventions in the cutting and Peter's like, hey, well, webware. I invented webware. That's something, that's, that's our most successful, that's our signature product. And that's when Otto just literally laughs in his face and says, that is the biggest joke of all. And it turns out, that webware is actually was kind of the repurposed and redesigned um, version of the risk communicators that they were using during Spider-Verse. Yeah. That the little, and so, and apparently Peter was so clueless that he didn't even realize that's what he did. Cause he's like, Oh, I, he says, I had no idea. I was like everything. And so I was like, so we're well, going to give you a company. So can I have my company please? And then Peter's like, no, I'm not handing over. And he says, and so I was like, okay, well, the humiliation is going to continue. And so he shows them a fit picture of New yeah. York. And in Secret Empire, what happened is Baron Zemo had a, got a hold of the Darkhold, which is, for those who aren't familiar yeah. with that, is like the Necronomicon well, of the Marvel Universe. Car- Carnage just got went after the Darkhold book. Yeah, but he Rip- lost it. But somehow, right. somehow Zemo and his bunch got a hold of this. And Rip- so they basically... Quick. Michael Reed is saying you are the most screen accurate Cyclops of all time. <laughs> Heisenberg yeah. says I wear my sunglasses at night and Holy Hamill says, Mike, I thought you looked like Matt Murdock. <laughs> now, now, now we just have to find Mike a hot redhead. Oh, there yeah. You go. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, back to the, but so sorry. So Zemo basically creates what he did in the, in secret empire zero was he blanketed the whole city uh, in like the dark force, like dimension thing. Well, on in this issue, the new the, Doc Ock basically arranges. So it's frame. So they, he frames Parker Industries that they're responsible for creating that dark that dark force cloud. Like even the news report says, well, there's some smoke coming out of the Baxter Building just before this force bubble put up. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you know. So even so, basically. <coughs> Even when no matter how this is go, Peter's companies now kind of looks like they're in cahoots and they pulled the thing. And so Peter and so Peter just lunges at Otto and just like, you know, oh, but I thought you cared about your, you know, they're my friends. I thought you cared about them. And Otto's like, for some, most are Cretans. Yeah. And then he's like, then he goes in, and then he goes like, you know, Harry, Betty, Mary Jane, if only you'd been there, if only yeah. you just stayed in New York york and didn't do your little going around the world and everything they might have been safe but now it's too late and that's when started having this big giant slugfest and just basically just you know peter you know peter and Otto just start going at it he even tries to web auto in the eyes but he mm-hmm. um it burns away the webbing and of course he can't knock him out with one punch because auto now has spider strength and everything so he basically basically attacks him with hot coffee and basically just like burned him, like throws off. Yes. And and just as he's about to put the finishing blow, um, George's favorite character shows up to ruin the moment <laughs> with uh, Tony Stark, just as, or the A, um, shows up and says, hey, uh, Avengers, assemble. We need we need all your help. And I was like, well, what are you going to do? Beat me up some more or go go help them? And Peter's like, darn okay. And so he... Do you guys understand yeah. now why I'm so tired of seeing Iron Man now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, As a Spider-Man fan, why I'm just I'm just <laughs> done with it. I didn't hate the character before, but now I now I, I just that's not true. I I, yeah. I held a lot against him after Civil War. But I mean like mm-hmm. even in the MCU I didn't hate him until now. And I I yeah. I'm just I in Infinity War, if he dies, I'll cheer. I'll stand oh. up in the, in the <laughs> theater and I'll be like, "Thank you God." 
You know, this, this is the second issue in a row, row where Spider-Man just runs away from the villain, like the burglar. Yeah. Second issue in a row. Yeah. Well, he's not like he's got any choice because he fears like, oh, darn it. He's like, and he even starts going yelling at like, I can't believe that this, this super villain had a conscience, you know, like the guy that threatened to blow up the world multiple times and basically hijack my body and everything else. I can't believe I, you know, I can't believe. I can't believe he's not an evil. You're exactly. wearing, wait a minute. Zach has changed outfits. He's wearing the smoking jacket or the robe. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So okay, then after ahead. Peter goes off, after Peter leaves, Otto basically just kind of leaves the building and he, he basically blows up the Parker Industries London office. Yeah. <laughs> and Anna Maria just shows up just in time to see this because it's like, oh, it says, so Otto's like, well, he says, everything's going to according to plan and that's how the issue ends. And so, um, and so, all right. What's and your, so what's to be your, continued. To be continued. What's your grade, sir? Now, here's the thing. Maybe it's just because Doc Ock just basically completely trolled Peter in this issue, um, deservedly so, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I give this actually a B minus for that for that reason, right. mainly. Zach, and what's so, your grade? I'm conflicted. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give just it grade a- the damn thing. <laughs> No, I, I, I'm going to give it a B minus. Okay. There's parts I liked and the parts I really didn't like. Mm-hmm. George, I was going to give it a C uh, because I enjoyed the stuff with Auto. Auto is easily the most interesting thing that Slot writes, uh, yep. but I gave it a D because of the Tony Stark cameo. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jr. What's your grade? Uh, I gave it a C plus. Yeah. Spencer. Um, solid C. Yeah. I give it a, I, I agree with Mike on the B minus. I, Ock is who you wish Spider-Man would be, which is ironic. He's just a step ahead. He's smart. He, anyway, I, well, and not necessarily, not yeah. necessarily that you wish, that, you know, obviously you don't want Spider-Man. We well, don't evil, want to be but, a villain, but you want well, our, our hero to be smart. And a step but ahead the or is, something. Not- but, but the thing is, what Otto says to him, yeah, obviously Otto's working for Hydra. You don't obviously, you know, you think he's a bad guy. But everything he says about Parker Industries, about Peter in this thing, is right. The only thing he didn't say was like, hey, oh, and don't forget, I'm the guy who earned your doctorate degree, too. So, yeah, no shit. Well, that bugs me to death. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, oh. but, it, but it's just the fact that it's somebody finally, I guess, and I'm sure this is where Slot was trying to go with this whole Parker Industries thing. But somebody is basically... He basically pointed out to Peter, yeah, you basically are just – your whole company is basically built on lies, fraud, and the fact that you're basically taking credit for others for, – for, for what others have done, essentially. And you're trying to – I mean – but and that you're trying to basically build something off of that thing. That, like you didn't actually – that the idea that this is something – that this was supposed to be like – this is like Peter basically fulfilling himself. No, it's not. He's just basically – this yeah. was like handed to him and that – and that Otto's coming in to basically literally take it away from him. So I think there is kind of like, yeah, it's kind of predictable in that sense that, but there is kind of a just almost like a kind of makes sense that, that that Otto would be the guy that basically brings down Parker Industries in this manner because that, and, and for a tie into Secret Empire, which I'm really not liking at this moment, but I think as a tie in, it actually did what a tie in is supposed to do. It, It acted like its own, story 
making tangential references to it. Like, like it is able to kind of, and I'm sure that when slot was originally doing not a secret empire tie-in, but he, the way he was able to weave that into this, into the book itself, I think was actually, there's a, yeah. there, there, you know, I give him props for that. Um, there's, there's been worst, worst big crossovers for Spider-Man, uh, like secret empire. Like they even, they even, yeah. Some of those, they even made like a three issue miniseries just to try to get some money. Oh, Vegas, civil war, secret invasion. Yeah. yeah. It's civil nice war to get in and out yeah. of the storyline if they've got to do a crossover. <clears throat> but, uh, we, we <laughs> hit on the pro of Ock. Did we get, uh, Spencer and JR's great? Yeah. Wait, what's, what's, what's some pros out of you guys? What did you like? Um, <laughs> I kind of have both. A, this is kind of both a pro and a con. Uh, I do like Anna Maria telling Peter to sit his butt down and save his yeah. company. Yeah. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, my con is that Peter has to be told that. Yes. Uh, but yeah. I sometimes, though, I mean, we, we, we all know, though, throughout the years, though, that even when he's written well, Peter tends to be a character who gets a little bit too almost narcissistic with his self doubt and his blaming and someone needs to slap the crap out of him sometimes. So Mm -hmm. like I said, it's, it's both a pro and a con, uh, that it was a humorous moment. I I agree. Um, pro, I, I, you know, I, I like, again, I like auto. I like slot has given him a distinctive voice. You know, Mm -hmm. he doesn't sound, he -hmm. doesn't sound like Peter, but, and he doesn't sound like Norman, you know, I mean, Norman's a, Cray, uh, uh, evil businessman slash scientist too, but Otto talks distinctively. You know, he's mm-hmm. got a, and I, I like that Slot can give him a distinct voice. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, those, those are the pros. Um, I know yeah. we'll yeah. probably get to cons later. Spencer, Spencer what'd you think? Um, I like the R. I think the R is um, mm-hmm. very good. And uh, his writing for Otto. And yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anybody else have any pros that we didn't hit on? Nope. Um, Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. I think art's okay, too. I mean, it's like, I mean, especially, like I said, like that panel where they basically all, like, all the Hydra agents are basically j- trying to jump at Spider-Man and attack him with office supplies and everything else. Yeah. I think that they, and also the fight, they actually, the Auk, the spidey Auk fight that also kind of, even though it was pretty short, I also thought that was kind of well, you know, well done where he's like doing, you know, going, you know, Throwing the coffee at him and everything else, and but right. uh, but but Slot can't can't write very long extended fight scenes. Um, no, no, it I, I do. On a little bit somebody longer, somebody, somebody uh, references like, is that a red stapler? And nobody made the joke. Hey, guys, have you guys seen my Ruby Ridge stapler? <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> oh, was that Office Space? Yes, Office Space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see before we move on to the con- before we move on to the cons. Let's ask the uh, the YouTubers what uh, watching us live what they think of some pros. DC Marvel fan guy says seeing Doc Ock mess with Peter is a pro. Uh, let's see. Enigma thinks you need a fidget spinner, Zach. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Doc, Doc Ock and Anna Maria just, are the only Doc Ock and Anna Maria are the only things that slot writes consistently mm-hmm. well or interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything else is yeah. just unfocused and spastic. Hornacek says yeah. the fall of Parker invasion seems closer than before. The mm-hmm. Par- Parker Industries, I bet you meant to say. Seeing Slot write something completely, competently, is a pro by Michael Reed. Uh, yep, yep, Pornosec just fixed it, yep. Parker Invasion sounds like a crossover, though, doesn't it? The Parker Invasion. Parker Invasion. <laughs> the Parker Invasion. There you go. 
Okay, let's move on to the Enigma. <laughs> cons. Yeah. Let's go through the cons, Mike. Okay. Even though as much as I liked Doc Ock basically just laying this basically just shaming Peter in this, at the same time you're thinking, should we really be rooting for Doc Ock in this? You know, because yeah. Spider-Man is supposed to be the hero in this, but at the same time, you're kind of feeling like, yeah, but yeah, you're, you're, I, that's kind of where my conflicted was, because even though as much as I enjoyed Otto basically doing that, it's just like, like you don't, the idea should be that you don't want Peter Parker to lose. But you at the same. But here we are. Like we want him to actually lose Parker Industries at this point because oh, yeah, it feels we're, like we're not rooting for the hero at all. I, I, no, and because we, I'm tired of our hero being treated like a freaking chump. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I am yeah. sick and tired of, of Peter Parker being inept man child that can't grow the f up. This yeah. guy is is freaking Peter Pan, and it's asinine. <laughs> He's Peter mm-hmm. Pan, not Peter Parker. That's a good line. Yeah, not, I mean, I mean it, it's been it's been like eight years since Peter Parker has been written as a mature, reasoning adult. Well, and that's the other thing that, like, where Anna Marie, like, going back yeah. to what Jr. said, like, Anna Marie's like telling him, like, "Oh, you've got to, you've got to run this company, everything like this." Well, wait a minute, Peter should be kind of shouldn't he kind of been doing this right now? Because he's still doing, I mean, it's obvious that he can't. But it's again, it's painted this uh, the idea that is obviously not. ACO material at all. It's probably not, and it also we kind of makes this point like everything, even like it keeps like everything in this thing is kind of tearing out down all of his like, like even the webware thing and stuff like it's tearing down his like even the one supposedly the one thing that he did right in this. And but it just like everything about this is just feels like at this like like I said, you just feel like you want Peter to lose. Like you see, yeah, I always feel like, like he kind of deserved what was happening to him, even though maybe that's not even the intention of the issue here. But at the same time, you just kind of get this feeling that, yeah, like, you know, this is kind of like, you kind of want to see Otto just basically just, you know, basically got, you really smack some, basically smack some steps into him and something like this, essentially saying Peter thinking, yeah, you know what? I really didn't <laughs> deserve to be, um, that's funny. Eb- this Eb- company and everything. Ebony Leopard says the con, the Marvel Legend toy of Doctor Oct will probably be Hydropus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, going back, so. going back yeah. to what Mike said, can consider this: Marvel knows that people don't like the Parker Industries thing. They know what a dog mm-hmm. this is. They they've known it for like oh yeah. Think, think back to months ago when we started getting the marketing uh, for this Norman arc, and it was like the fall of Parker Industries starts here. I mean, they know people mm-hmm. have hated it. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, and that's when we're going to probably talk about a little bit about legacy, but it's clearly that's kind of the you know that that's the direction they're going with um, with this. Like, oh, we're going to cut, we're we're getting rid of Parker Industries because even you know he's back in the easy, other artwork of this is showing Spider Man back in this regular suit without that glowing symbol and the glowing eyes and everything that he's got now. So it's, but it's kind of and like we one have of these more, things. Uh, plot points from 2012 that we need to resolve between now and then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um yeah, that, that was just my main my primarily my main issue with it, my main con. It was just like you know, you shouldn't I mean, on the one hand, yeah, you're rooting for Doc Ock, but you really shouldn't be. And but at the same time, you can't kind of help but do so yeah, that's where my is like kind of conflicted there or something, but hmm. uh let's see. Uh any yeah. any other cons? Why haven't we hit up? 
Uh, well, I was going to expand a little bit on this. The fact that Doc Ock dresses Peter down and basically call, makes him into a complete inept idiot mm-hmm. for not realizing, you know, what is going on is just... I, I get it. That's what Otto would do. And I, I think Otto is in character in this issue. Yeah. But the fact is that we've gotten to this point where Peter Parker does not drive his the plot of his own stories, and it's getting to the point where you're like, what, what's the point of even writing Peter Parker anymore? He mm-hmm. is such a he is such an inept douchebag. For a guy that's supposed to be one of the top 20 smartest guys in the Marvel Universe, he certainly is the biggest dumbass when it comes mm-hmm. to running his own company. Mm-hmm. And I think, that's, I think that's the whole point that Slot's trying to make, is that Peter Parker uh, will never be as long as, as he's Spider-Man. But there's there's this almost this glee mm-hmm. over over Peter Parker's an idiot, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is supposedly hey, your Peter favorite Parker's character. Not an idiot. The guy that's writing him right now doesn't realize that Peter Parker is not an idiot. Mm-hmm. Do you, oh, do that's, you what, think, that's what that's what. Explain that, George. What you think? You think Slot doesn't know that he's writing? What, what, no, I think I think Slot's trying to write him as a. Uh, as a guy with the Parker luck who makes mistakes sometimes, but, yeah. and I've said this before and some people will tell me I'm wrong and, but I'm not, I'm 100% correct on this. <laughs> Dan, Dan Slott fundamentally does not understand Peter Parker on, mm. on and I've said this many times, many times on basic character levels. Slot does not get him. He just doesn't, he doesn't understand. It's almost like Slot hasn't read anything prior to JMS's run or something. Actually, I wish Slot had read more of JMS's run. He'd see how an adult Peter Parker would freaking act. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's an amazing contrast to go from JMS uh, to that stupid ass brain trust to to almost you know to several years worth Slot just getting this character wrong. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, JMS showed you how to do it. Well. you know, but they were too busy saying, "Oh well, uh, it's too hard to write the marriage." And I'm like, "Really?" Because the guy writing it right now is just doing it like it's not even a problem. Well, everybody, everyone kind of seems to write like one of the writers. Peter is like, "Oh, he's he's yeah." Even though he's in his late twenties, he's really mentally a fifteen year old. Here's the thing, though. Slot actually said that. Here's the in public. Yeah, Slot did. Mm-hmm. Slot did say that, but I, I think Slot writes Spider Man the way that Slot would act if Slot was Spider Man. Mm-hmm. And that's not a <laughs> individual. Mm. You know? Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah. Spider-Man, in Slot's eyes, Spider-Man never grew up at past 15. Yeah. Like, he's emotionally stuck at that level or something. like Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's he's that inept. Mm-hmm. We just really need a new writer. We'll, we'll tackle yeah. that in the next show. Sure. We just, <laughs> possibly just need a new writer. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I was... Yeah, I was going to jump in with, I mean, I, I can't really add much. I mean, I agree with really about what everyone said, but I, I really, I'm tired of, I mean, I like Doc Ock as a villain, but this story has really gone on long enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this has roots back in number 600, you know, when, yeah. when Ock, uh, oh, Lord. Dying, dying, basically. The, the brain yeah. thing, or, yeah, he was... And, and, you know, and then 700, he took over and then we had superior for, you know, 30. I mean, it's, it's, it's time for it to be over. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's, it, what, year, what year was 600? 600 was like 2000. No, was it 600 was 2009? Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. The, problem, the right. problem is though, JR, is that 
Slot, Slot has no choice but to go back to this well because it's all he's comfortable writing. He's not comfortable writing Peter or any of the supporting characters. The only thing he's comfortable writing is is Otto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he, and he obviously doesn't understand Norman either that well. No, no he doesn't. Um, you know, it, but it, it just it's just time for this story to be over. I mean, uh, the, this whole doc. I, I don't blame him on. I don't blame him for the mm-hmm. Norman thing because that that was done outside. That was outside of his control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Norman, not. Uh-huh. But yeah. well, well, he could he could have fixed it by yeah, now. He could have fixed it. I mean, it's like it's like uh, yeah. you know. Brevert came out with a manifesto that nobody knows. And then, you know, Slot went back to saying, well, wait a minute, I wrote the Fantastic Four knowing, so he wrote that back in. And then Bendis went and wrote, you know, him, the New Avengers knowing. So it's like, you know, th- those two guys, they basically ignore Brevert's manifesto. So Slot could have Norman remember. We've got, uh, we've got Bertoni on, on the chat on YouTube. And he says 2009, 600 came out. Okay, yeah. Oh my so did uh, DC Marvel fan guy who said that- it. Oh, yep, there it is. It's up there, too. Yeah. Man, that was a long time ago. Good grief. Mm-hmm. It's it's time for it to be over. I mean, it's, it's it long. Any, any other comments on this issue before we start plowing through satellites? Uh, cons, anything on the YouTube folks that want to say something? <sighs> Let's see. If Slot can make Otto know, then he can make Norman know, is what DC Marvel fan guy says. Otto and Norman should both know Peter's identities. You guys agree with that? I know JR definitely thinks. Do you think Otto should know his identity? That's a total change from pre 90s. Eh, you well, know, Otto, Otto has dealt with Peter Parker and Spider Man. I mean, yeah. I, normally, you know, if you were to ask this question 10, 15 years ago, yeah. you know, maybe I would say no. But, uh, you know, Otto's dealt with Peter Parker all the way back to, like, what, the 50s issue, 50 something, when he started, mm-hmm. you know, making the moves on Aunt May. I, I think Otto would figure it out. So, mm-hmm. yeah. is, is is Ock the first one to hit on Aunt May in the comics? Is that the original continuity besides Uncle Ben? I think it is actually. Yeah, Does it, it go Uncle Ben and then Doc Ock? Johnny Johnny Jarrell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Johnny didn't come in until years later, though. I mean, I, I know he was a re- he was an older. Well, cat. that's the thing, though. He, he can't. You say years later, but that yeah. issue takes place, and yeah, I know what you're saying.